welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I am feeling festive, and you're all probably wondering what's so festive in February. Well, I don't know if we're wondering because, as I say time and time again, whenever Disney is doing something, you are there. And we're speaking to you on the heels of celebrating something on the West Coast. The Lunar New Year of 2022, as we're recording this, was celebrated over in Disney's California Adventure, and you were there to tell us all about it. What an absolutely fun experience, something, I know I say this often, but something you should all go out and see. And as you said... It's done for this year, but it'll be back next year. And unlike the actual Lunar New Year, which is one day, just like our American New Year, the festival typically lasts for about five weeks. So we were talking off air, and I know you wanted to mention this uh, on air, but I think it's, it's a true testament to what they're doing in California. Before we break down what it is and when it is and those types of things, as you had mentioned it briefly, Let's have a little bit of a discussion, if you'll indulge me, about the differences of appreciating culture between Disney in California versus Disney in Florida. We've mentioned a couple of different festivals. Speak to that a little bit, because I know that that was something we had talked about off air. I love the cultural immersion that they do out in California. They're celebrating everything out there, all of those different experiences, and frankly, I don't think that it needs to be, well, the, there's X percentage of the population that celebrates it, so we're going to do it. Disneyland has things like Lunar New Year, the Day of the Dead, the Three Kings celebration, the Viva Navidad. Those things are such great cultural experiences that everybody should have a better understanding of them. You don't need to be the person that practices that in your home to appreciate it, celebrate it, and learn about it. And it's almost counterintuitive to me that these things exist in Disneyland, but they don't exist in Epcot's World Showcase. Isn't that the spot to bring in every celebration in the world? Well, you would you would certainly think so, but I know that in the conversations that we've had about the different experiences you've you've had out in California, it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. So let's break this festival or this celebration. I guess the festival is not really the correct name for it. So let's break this celebration down. What is it and when does it or did it occur? You know how we know it's not a festival, Jeff? <laughs> how? There were only four special food stands. That's that's. We're going to get to food later. Don't, there don't you worry. There has to be folks. more than double that for it to actually be a festival. <laughs> All right, so tell us, what is it and and when did it occur? So it's mid-January into February each year. It occurs, as we said, in California Adventure. And because of how well they do it, it's not just, hey, let's have these people sing or, hey, here's a parade. There's so much opportunity here to turn this into an educational trip. It's great for those of you that are always wondering, How do I write that note that I pulled my kid from school? This has the educational value. This is the spot for the homeschoolers. Hit these festivals. You will gain so much. Think of it. If you're a Walt Disney World person and like Jeff, I still haven't gotten you across country yet. (laughs) Right. 
think of it like these festivals are filled with kid cut fun stops, but more detail. It's how much you choose to make of it. So one of the things that this festival includes is the Dragon Pearl Craft. There's about five tables set up with an arts and crafts project that the kids can do. But with each one explains what is the Dragon Pearl? Why do we have it? What does it bring? And then you take that home and let's be honest, if you're like the rest of us, and I hope Jeff's kids and mine aren't listening. <laughs> Many of the projects end up in the garbage or that special bin, as we call it. Sure, sure. Um, but some of them just hang around for a while. And that's the great opportunity. Not only is it like that photo with vacation memories that your kids can love. When they find it again, they remember that great cultural experience. You had mentioned the the homeschooling stuff. And whenever we had talked about Disney, we do mention the the phrase edutainment, right? Like you're, you're going to be entertained while you're learning something. So talk to me about a couple more things that are in the same vein as that Dragon Pearl Craft, you know, experience that people are doing when they go out there. They had a wishing wall, which obviously is an ancient custom. You write your wish on a little paper and they created like this whole hut of everybody's wishes. And again, that idea of inclusion and the world coming together. Cool. They also had somebody there doing for free, that other Disney word that we don't hear often, <laughs> a calligraphy take home for you. And you can find it on our Facebook. She wrote, Happy New Year, Let's Talk Diz for Us. And it's done in the Chinese writing. There are lots of samples out there. But what I thought was unique was, for lack of a better way to explain it, it wasn't like face painting where there's a picture of 12 and you point to the one that you want. Right. They had about 20 samples on the table, but this woman really took time with every person that came. What is your name? What is your wish for the new year? Then she wrote a special message for you. She told you what it was. I took some extra time to talk to her um, because I thought her art supplies were neat. Originally, it kind of just looked like she was doing it in regular paint. And she was explaining to me that the custom behind that is something that's kind of halfway between calligraphy and paint. So huh. it looks like a paintbrush, but it's got very special bristles. And it looks like a bottle of paint, but it's a special light version of paint. Again, kind of halfway between the paint and the ink. And she was explaining how all of those things come to be and about the fine lines in the writing and why ink is too thin, but paint is too thick. You can really get a lot of opportunity out of things. And that's cool. And that, that's just something that you can kind of just walk up and experience. That's awesome. And a great souvenir. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else from those like cultural experiences, like homeschooly type of things that you want to mention? So unique, if you don't know this now, uh, is that every year has a different sign and then they kind of rotate through the signs. So 2022 is the year of the tiger and the year you have a symbol based on the year that you were born. Mm -hmm. And so there's a really large display with every year past and going forward quite a bit of what the year is. So again, your kids can find it and depending on their age and what you're looking for for the experience, they can see what they are. What is mom? What is dad? And really something so simple as 
kind of an oversized billboard. Very cool. All right. Let's segue over to whatever entertainment options there were. Obviously, with something so cultural, my guess is there were just a, a plethora of options here for entertainment. There were. And again, neat things that are kind of spot on for what they're doing. My favorite was the Dragon Parade. And it's that traditional Dragon Parade that you might have in your head. You know, it takes eight to 10 people to hold it. And the dragon body kind of moves above them. Um, traditional music. They had parasol dancers. And then, of course, a float with Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Chip and Dale, all in culturally appropriate costuming. Very cool. One and the they did it during the day and at night. You can check out our YouTube channel for a video of both. I highly encourage if you have the opportunity to do both because seeing it with the dragon lit up is a really neat experience as well. So one of the things that I think Disney's done very, very well, especially in the last, I don't know, five or six years is, is weave these cultural stories into their animation. And Raya and the Last Dragon has been playing in my house since it dropped on Disney+. Plus. It's one of my kids' favorite things to watch. Very, very visual, very, very cultural. What was the sprinkling of Raya like in this particular celebration? And Raya is not easy to find in the park. She is really not available, but she came out for this special celebration. She took over what was Santa Land when I was there last. <laughs> and so a great meet and greet opportunity. And again, I think one of the things that the Lunar New Year is about is about the light. So visit Raya during the day, swing by at night as well. Just a beautiful light up kaleidoscope in the sky for her staging area. A lot of fun to get to meet her. Cool. What else entertainment wise? They had the Melody of China band there. And again, typical music, but instruments, quite frankly, that even having a music major in my house and many years in the band playing instruments that I've never seen before because they were traditional Chinese instruments and that educational component coming at you again, partway into each session of the songs, they stopped to explain what is the instrument? What is it like? How does it get played? Um, so fun to listen to and that extra element of learning. Very cool. Anything else? And of course, if you know my family, you know that we are all about some of these characters in special costumes, as well as meeting some of the more unique characters, which I know a lot of our fans who are park regulars love to see unique characters. In combination with what are the Zodiac signs, they bring out the three little pigs dressed for the holiday. So that's one of the character sets. They have an area set up. It rotates between the three little pigs, Mickey and Minnie, Goofy. So if you're looking to add to your character photo gallery, this is definitely the spot to do it. Well, we know that that's something that your family has done for years is try to acquire as many photos of of our friends in their different costumes. So definitely if that's, if that's your bucket list, you definitely need to check that out. All right. So it, we've made it this long before we really dove into the food options. When we're talking about the lunar new year, obviously the, the culture is, is 
right smack in the middle of every conversation we have. And you could not have a conversation about this particular culture without discussing food. So give it to me. Tell me what the food options were so that my, my mouth could water. This one was a little bit more unique. And one of the things that I talked about at the last festival that I loved that Disneyland does is that you could order at one kiosk and pick up at multiple. Right. Now, since there were technically only four kiosks, not a lot of extra pickup, but what they did is there were four kiosks and then four quick service locations that had extra menu items just for the festival. So if you wanted those that were at a quick service location, you needed to use your mobile ordering. But I ordered from all four kiosks and I picked up my food over a nine hour spread and it was great not to have to stand in line over and over. Yeah. The one thing I will say when we talk about that real quick is we've talked about how when you go to the, like the food and wine festival or flower and garden, that sometimes the lines at those kiosks are very long to get to the register. What I found now is because they had no idea when somebody was going to pick up the food, occasionally I would get to the pickup line and quite frankly, it was ridiculous and I was unwilling to wait. I went to pick up the special macaroon that I ordered and I had to have been like number 25 in line. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need the macaroon right now. I went by 45 minutes later, I was third. So if you're doing <laughs> that pickup and it seems crazy, go back later. Even if your intent was to pick up your food right away, you don't have to do that. Just hang on to that receipt. And for a nice discount, because we all love a discount, they were doing a sip and saver pass. $54 gets you eight treats, $49 if you are a magic key holder out at Disneyland. So then you can just turn those right in without even ordering. That's not bad. All right. So what were some of the unique items that you remember from experiencing them? I think they tried to go with a lot of the traditional things. I had a garlic noodle dish, a spicy beef, a green tea raspberry parfait. Mm. And again, to add to what makes that culture, they don't eat with forks. So chopsticks came with all of your meals. Right. But I th think they also tried to look at it and say, this is about being a family festival. And maybe you've got a picky eater who lives on Uncrustables and mac and cheese. <laughs> so these items just aren't going to do it. I have to say, I was a little skeptical of one of the things that I tried, and it's not labeled as a kid's meal, but I'll tell you it's a kid's meal. Um, <laughs> but it was really good. It was the Mickey Chinese hot dog. I don't even, know, I don't even know what that could possibly be, but go ahead. I'm interested. It was kind of like an oversized roll with ears. So it was a Mickey-shaped bread okay, with sliced hot dogs cut into the top. And some sprinklings of spice. Pretty simple. Kind of like a hot dog on a bun. But the bun was shaped like Mickey. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a unique little treat. Sure. The, just the, the presentation itself was really what sets it apart from just your traditional hot dog. You bet. Anything else that, that you know, struck your fancy that maybe we haven't covered yet that, that you wanted to mention? I would say it wouldn't be Disney if there wasn't a souvenir opportunity. Well, and it certainly wouldn't be a trip that you're on if there wasn't a souvenir opportunity. It would not. <laughs> All um, right. So, so what did they have that was unique? 
I would say they their most unique items were specialty ears, as well as Mickey and Minnie plush dressed for the holiday. I saw people wearing shirts and sweatshirts. I'm thinking they were from a past year because I couldn't find any anywhere on property. And then they really worked on some of the merchandise. So you saw more Mulan merchandise than you normally would see. Ryan the Dragon merchandise. And it really gave you that opportunity. As you said, I think one of the other great things, even though I'm kind of not giving Walt Disney World the pass on not having the cultural events, as you said, they are working so hard in their movies for every child to be able to say that person's like me. Right. You know, whether it's Raya, it's Mulan, it's Luca, they're really working to hit every group, not just here's what a typical princess is. It A, a princess or a prince doesn't come in one size, shape, skin color, or anything else. So I love that level of inclusion everywhere. And of course, with inclusion comes a 1999 souvenir that you can purchase at any at any shop that you that you venture into. Well, you found the ones that were on sale. <laughs> well, like you said, I haven't been to the West Coast, so I you know I haven't seen what the inflation is like on the West Coast in, in the last couple of years. But I think that's the point, right? Is that depending upon what cultural event you're going to go to, whether it's whether it's in California or you do find your way over to Epcot, there are just a many, many, many more options for you to to purchase that are representative of either cultures or characters that represent those cultures. And it's it's a good time. It's a fun time to be a Disney fan that's looking to spend some money on a souvenir. Most definitely. Well, Sandy, I appreciate you taking the, the trip out to California to experience this particular celebration for us. Have a great week and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>